0: Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome to everyone joining us today. And uh, if you are a guest with us today, then a very special welcome to you. Talking my guests, my mom was an incredible hostess. Uh, as we grew up, we grew up having a lot of guests over. And uh, I always found it amazing that whenever we had guests, my mom would always prepare with the best. Uh, you know, the best tablecloth would come out. Uh, The best cutlery would come out, the knives, the forks, the plates. All that stuff that never gets used only when guests come over. It was always the best for them. And and the food, I mean, the food was insane. Uh, The food, again, was the food that would only come out when guests came to visit. Once we were done with dinner, we would step into the lounge, which was, again, a room that was never used unless we had guests coming over. We step into the lounge, coffee would come out, and it was none of that instant stuff. No, 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 it was real coffee. It was plunger coffee. The bodum came out. And from there, along with the coffee, with the bodum, were these little square chocolates called After Eights. They had like this pepperminty gel uh, inner. To them, If you have no idea what an after eight tastes like, don't worry, for most of my life, I didn't know what an after eight tasted like either, because I was a kid and kids weren't allowed the after eights. It was just for the adults. But ultimately, whenever guests came over, they experienced our best. Now, these people were all invited. Something would happen quite frequently in our household. I grew up in a pastor's home. Um, so it was not uncommon for us to receive uninvited guests. It would normally be like late afternoon when I was very comfortable sitting, watching my favorite TV show. Why was it my favorite TV show? Well, it's simple. I was only allowed to watch TV between certain hours. So those just became your favorite TV shows. And as I'm watching my favorite TV shows, um, There'd be a knock on the door or a ring at the gate. And it would be someone that we weren't expecting, that we didn't invite. And as a kid, this was exceptionally irritating because they were interrupting my favorite TV show. <laughs> or it would be when we were spending time together as a family. And now that would also kind of be taken away from us in the moment. Fortunately, my parents saw it very differently to the way that I saw it. At my young age. Being a pastor's home, it was very seldom that people just came over for coffee. More often than not, when people came over uninvited, they came over because there was a very specific need. People would come over because they needed healing, they were, they were sick and, and, and needed some, some prayer, or they were going through some tough stuff in life and they needed some prayer. Um, maybe they, they, they needed some guidance with some decisions that they were busy making. Or they just were looking for family, for a sense of belonging, and felt like this was a place where they could find that. Now, the truth be told, as we look into Scripture, Scripture is full of uninvited guests. I think of the, the uninvited woman as she crashes a dinner party that Jesus is at. She walks in and she breaks open an alabaster jar and pours perfume all over the feet of Jesus. She was uninvited, but she was just looking for some love. She was looking to just come and honor Jesus. I I think of the uninvited lame man whose friends ruined some poor guy's roof as they tore it open, lowered him down so that they could get him to Jesus because he was in desperate need of healing. I think of the uninvited baby. As little baby Moses drifts into the life and the heart of Pharaoh's daughter as she's having a bath in the river. Where he was in desperate need of a a family who wouldn't be persecuted and in desperate need of, of protection. I think of the uninvited Savior as Jesus invites himself into the house of Zacchaeus where Zacchaeus was so desperately in need of a brand new story. And all of these people, just as it was with our house growing up, they all came with their own very specific need. Now Jesus tells a a parable about us expecting these guests. And the parable is really just a, uh, it's like a fictitious story that holds a lot of truth and meaning. And here's Jesus' story about this. It says this, he said, a man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five pairs of oxen and want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. It's very funny how everyone makes an excuse and then justifies it. This guy doesn't justify it. It's just like everyone knew he was hanging pictures. The servant returns and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys of the towns and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that my house will be full. Now the master's response may seem a little harsh to you and me when we don't understand the context of how an invitation worked in the time that Jesus is actually communicating this to his audience, it worked very similarly to the way that we would send a save the date and then later on send a second invitation with all the information. In the day that that Jesus was speaking about this invitation, the context of this is that he would have already sent out an invitation to say, I want you to come to my banquet, people would have already responded, yes, we'll be there. And then in this case, they would have been insulting the host. But after having said yes, they've now changed their mind when the second invitation comes along and said, I'm so sorry, I'm busy, I can't make it. I can't help but just think to myself how this relates to the life that we live in today. How many of us haven't said yes to, to an initial invitation from Jesus? Where somewhere along the line we 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 said yes to that initial invitation. And as we've said yes to that initial invitation for relationship. We start getting busy. We start getting caught up in all kinds of other stuff. And before we know it, we start saying no to his daily invitation to continue that relationship. We start getting to that point where we're going, Oh, oh, Jesus, quite honestly, I'd love to be there, but... In all truth, I've got this going on or I've got that going on. And as a result, I, oh, I just can't be there now. See, in his parable, Jesus comes and he, 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 he changes the way that you and I should look at an invitation when it comes to relationship with him. Not just for us but for the people around us. You see, so often we kind of get into this place where where we're saying no to the daily invitation of Jesus, and then somehow we feel like we can be these church bouncers and dictate who can and can't come and be part of the family, who can and can't come and engage with the love of God. And in this parable, Jesus changes that dynamic. You see, he says there that he invites the uninvited. He says, go quickly into the streets. Who's in the streets? It's everyday man and woman going about their daily lives. It's the it's 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 your coworker, it's your family member, it's it's the stranger that you've never met. Then he says, going to the alleys of the town. Who hangs out in the alleys of the town? More often than not, it's the homeless. Now, I believe that here Jesus, yes, he's, he's referring to, to the physically homeless. But I believe that, that at the same time, it would be the metaphorically, the spiritually homeless. And he's saying, come, I've got a place of belonging for you. I have a a place that you can call home. He says, and go and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. What's he saying there? He's saying, I want you to go and invite the, the poor. Yes, again, I believe all of these, the physically poor, crippled, blind, lame. But again, Jesus always spoke deeper than what was on the surface. And he, in this moment, he's speaking into, go and invite the poor in spirit. Go and invite those that are, that are emotionally crippled. Go and invite those who are, who are blind to me and to what I am doing in their lives, what I want to do in their lives. Invite them in. Go and invite those that are lame. That are, that are apathetic in, in their doing and being. And then he says this, the servant comes back and says to him, Lord, there's still room for more. And you may be watching this today, and you feel like you are that person who's on the outside looking in. You feel like you may be that person on the fringe of faith, but you just don't know, A, if you're welcome, and B, if there's room. And I believe that right here, right now, Jesus speaks to you and says, 100% you are welcome and makes it very clear that there will always be room for you. Then the host says this, he says, go out into the country lanes and go out behind the hedges. What's he saying there? He's saying go out to the country lanes, go out beyond the places that you are familiar with, that you are comfortable with. Go, out, go on a bit of an adventure. Get out into the country lanes, the places that you don't normally go to, Go behind the hedges. Who hangs out behind hedges? People who are dealing something, stealing something, or selling someone. Ultimately, muggers, dealers, hookers. These are the people that he's saying, go out and and bring them in. Urge anyone you find to come. Why? Why? so that my house may be full. What does that speak of? It speaks of family. It speaks of belonging. It speaks of safety. It speaks of something far more than what is experienced outside of that gathering. Now, as a church, we believe that we exist for this purpose. We believe that we exist for this purpose, to create this environment, to create this family, this place of belonging. We believe that as a church, we exist to bring the unchurched. Who's the unchurched? Those that are far from God, those that are on the fringe of faith, To bring the unchurched into a growing relationship with Jesus. And that opening line should be such an indicator for you and for me to bring. To bring the unchurched. That should mean that you and I are expecting guests. If you're a part of this church family, guys and ladies, we should be expecting guests. If we believe that we exist to bring the unchurch into a growing relationship with Jesus, are we expecting yes? Do people far from faith or on the fringe of faith feel that they are welcome here? There was one of the followers of Jesus, a man by the name of Peter, who said this, he said, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. That word hospitable, it's the word hospitality. And in its, its, its original form that is being used here, it's, it's this Greek word phylloxonos, and I'm butchering it completely, but forgive me. And essentially philoxenos is made up of two words. The first word being philos, and the second word being xenos. And this word philos is, 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 it comes from the word phileo, that, that means friendship love, the love of a friend, or to love a friend. The second word being xenos means outside, outsider or stranger. It's where we get the word xenophobia from, the fear of the outsider or the stranger. So literally the word here of hospitality means to love the outsider or the stranger as a friend, as family. To love the outsider or the stranger as a friend or as family. And I believe that that is why we exist as a church. To be that place of hospitality for anyone who walks through our doors. So we should be expecting guests. And when we receive guests, to be showing them the hospitality that Peter is talking about right here. You remember those uninvited guests? Remember the the woman with the alabaster jar? What was she looking for? She was looking for love. Remember the lame man that was lowered through the roof? What was he looking for? He was looking for healing. Remember little baby Moses? What did he need? He needed a new family, he needed a place of safety. Remember Zacchaeus? What did he need? He needed a brand new story. He needed a story of redemption. And I believe that as we look at this love that Peter's speaking about, and when we act this love out and live this love out in our everyday life, we start to create environments where people can come and experience that love. And that love starts to create spaces of healing, spaces of protection, spaces of love, spaces of family, spaces where people can come and find a brand new story, a story of redemption. And as you engage with people on a daily basis, in your workspace even in your own family in your social settings just as you once upon a time were looking for these things and maybe you still are so they in their own lives they're looking for healing for protection for love for a sense of family a sense of belonging They're looking for that fresh start, that new story, that story of redemption. And just as you were once upon a time desperate for it, the truth be told, they are desperate for it. The difference between someone's desperation and their redemption just might be your invitation. I wonder... When last did you invite the uninvited? When last did you invite the uninvited? Maybe to a coffee, just a simple coffee, maybe for a meal, maybe to just go and hang out with some friends. When last did you invite the uninvited to come and engage and connect with your church family? You may be watching online and you haven't been here for a while. When last did you maybe send a link of these times together to someone that you know? When last did you invite the uninvited? I wonder, when the uninvited engages with you, Do they feel welcome? Do they they feel like they can be themselves? Like they can just be around you? Do they feel welcome? I wonder, guys and ladies, are we expecting guests? Are we expecting uninvited guests? You see... My greatest desire for your life, for my life, and for our gathering together as a church family is that when people leave us, they don't leave feeling like strangers. They don't leave feeling like like the interruption to our day. No, my greatest desire for you and for me is that when guests leave, They don't leave feeling like strangers, but they leave feeling like they've been loved, like family. That's my desire. That your life will communicate that, that my life will communicate that, and that us as a community, that we will communicate that through the way that we show hospitality to them. I wonder where you're at today. What's your next step? What's your next step today? Do you need to invite someone for that coffee? Do you need to invite someone for that that meal, that social time with some friends? To just create those, those initial little spaces of belonging? If so, Pick up your phone right now. Send that text. Make that call. Invite that person that you're thinking of right now. And just go and show them this kind of love. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you're doing well with that. Maybe your next step is that You need to for yourself step out behind the screen and come and visit with us in person. But maybe it's a case of you need to invite that person with you to come and spend time with your church family, your church community. Where they can experience the love and acceptance and belonging that you've experienced for yourself. Maybe you struggle with all of this if you're honest maybe you know that your next step is that you really just need to find God's heart for people (laughs) that you just don't love people in that way I've been there maybe your next step today is to just say Lord will you help me see people through your eyes Will you help me see people and love people the way that you see me and the way that you have loved me? Help me, Lord. I wonder today, guys and ladies, what's your next step? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much, Lord, that you you show us throughout millennia love upon love upon love, Lord. Lord, that you show us throughout our mistakes, throughout our flaws, throughout our failures, a sort of love that is actually exceptionally hard to comprehend. My Father God, I thank you that you gave us such a great example of how we can love one another, how we can love the stranger, how we can love the so-called outsider. Lord, that you ask us to show that hospitality, to show that love, that care, to create that place of belonging, that place of family, just as you gave us a place of belonging and us a place of family. And I thank you that in return, we can invite more people into this family of yours. I thank you, Lord, for those of us who, who may be struggling with loving people in this way, engaging with people in this way, Lord. Lord, I thank you that first off that you'll give us your heart for people that you'll uh, let us start seeing people through your eyes. And Father God, I thank you that at the same time, for those of us who feel like we might not be all that socially jacked up to the point where we can hold a good conversation, Lord, I thank you that you will give us your confidence and that you will give us the words to just engage with people during those times. Lord, I thank you that even though some of these things may seem kind of insignificant, I thank you that in in your economy we are significant and that if it bothers us or matters to us, it matters to you and that you step into those spaces and that you help us through those things. So Lord, I thank you that you will give us a heart for all people. I thank you that you will help us to invite everyone in that you love and that in return you're asking us to love. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. If you need to reach out to us, please connect with us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Uh, You can also connect with us via WhatsApp. You'll find that number on our website at lifecentralchurch.co.za. Thank you for being with us and we will see you again next week. Cheers. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, We trust that you have an incredible week.